Giving Credit is a podcast giving those making a difference their credit. On a weekly basis, we'll be interviewing parents, tech CEOs, financial experts, kid entrepreneurs, and others to learn about credit, education, financial literacy, and building wealth equity. Thanks for joining us. So excited to be back here with another episode of our podcast. And I am your host, Annika Jackson, Director of Community Engagement for Kitty Credit, here with Mac Gardner, founder of FinLit Tech. How are you doing today, Mac? I'm doing well, Annika. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I am fantastic. So, you know, school starting, the year is going by way too quickly. Kids are growing up too fast. Um, I, we were talking a little bit about some of your inspiration before we started the show. And you are a father. Of three. Of three. Yes. And you have some projects that are based <laughs> on your kids. Before we get into that, what gave you the idea for FinLit Tech? So, um, you know, FinLit Tech, for those who, who are kind of like wood of an income, so FinLit is short for financial literacy and tech short for technology. And so the idea behind Finlit Tech really was, I looked out in the market and there's a bunch of technology that helps you with banking, helps you with investing, helps you with you know getting a loan, T- tons of tech out there to help you do things with your money. But there really wasn't a lot of tech that actually teaches you mm-hmm. what to do mm-hmm. with your money. So the mantra of, of our of our firm is building a bridge between financial literacy and financial technology, because technology is, in our opinion, the tool that can be used to, to scale and leverage and, and get the information out to, to more people. We have a formula we, we, we live by, strive to work by is financial literacy plus financial technology equals financial wellness. You can't have a bunch of education without the tools right. <laughs> and vice versa. You can't have the tools without the education if you want a financially well community. And I love that. I often notice in the apps that I'm on presently that there are a lot of offers for, oh, here, come take out this loan, get this credit card. But you're right. The educational component is lacking. And like, you know, many of us, I don't know your story and I want to find out, but I went through all that financial, you know, getting credit cards when you go to college, not realizing how you have to pay them back or getting the best cell phone when cell phones first came out. And I think we perpetuate this uh, consumer mindset, but then we don't have the education to back up like what we really should be doing. So it's so funny. I wrote the Four Money Bears book. This is my second book, my, my first book for those who may be watching. My first book is called Motivate Your Money. I wrote this for adults, right? Mm-hmm. And I wrote it for adults because I, I had spent years in the financial services industry, truly blessed. I was a commercial lender, trust administrator, mm-hmm. Uh, wealth manager, 401k specialist. I've worn a lot of different hats. And when I had my practice in Houston, I would sit down with people that had a lot of money, but it was just amazing on how they didn't have, you know, basic concepts to understanding of financial planning and the difference between term and perm insurance or, mm. you know, uh, uh, the benefits of an IRA versus the after-tax mortgage, all these things that, that folks in the business just sort of take for granted. And so that's when I wrote the first book. The second book was written because one of my clients came to me and said, hey, Mac, love the first book. Would you be open to writing something for children? Mm. And what that opened up was this amazing world that 
uh, and I did some research and digging it and found out that a child's connectivity with money and all this ties into your point, a child's connectivity with money starts by age seven. So by age seven, a child understands spending habits. Mm -hmm. It's the first money habit they pick up from their parent. Wow. So if mom and dad never got any guidance about what to do with money because financial literacy isn't taught in school or very few schools, how can you expect your child to understand? And so that, to your point about the... We live in a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. Children are almost almost conditioned to consume. Yes, they are. And, and so the importance of the book is to in, in, inject early in a child's life that there are options. There's only four things you can do with money. Spend it, save it, invest it, or give it away. That's it. Yep. Just four things. More than just spending. Right, right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny. I'm totally going to digress here, but I lived in Houston for eight years um, my daughter was three when we moved there and we now back, live back in Los Angeles. But one of the things I did while we were there is I was very involved and I still am in a lot of philanthropy. And uh, we were seeing, you know, our kids have so much and technology access is one of the big things that they have that we didn't have growing up. Access to travel, information, wealth, you know, money is just they look at it as like something you just spend all the time. Yeah. And And so instilling those values at an early age is so important. Um, And so one thing I did was a group of us started doing some philanthropy with our kids to help kids learn about the issues in our community and learn how to, and not just money, but service, right? And so we try to work on that aspect of it, knowing that that is one of the four areas that you want to be financially fit in. Yeah, giving, altruism, the fact that there are people out there that don't have things as well as, as, as we may, or our, our family of folks in Alcum. And it's, it's interesting because I, I actually started doing uh, an experiment. It started off as, okay, I was going to talk to these elementary school students. I'm like, okay, what'd be a cool way to get these kids attention? <laughs> and I said, okay, I carry a hundred dollar bill with me in my wallet. So I took the hundred dollar bill out and I asked these kids, if I gave you this hundred dollar bill, what would you do? And I'll give you some of the hands, fly, oh, I'd buy this, I'd buy that and I'd buy that. And I just sat there and I was like, and I've done that experiment numerous <laughs> times with children and with adults. And 90% of the initial responses are to spend. Mm. And so, again, the reason why I think the Four Money Bears book and why I think Evan and I are, are you know, work so well together and, and, and are so passionate about this space is because we realize that if we can start exposing young minds to these options, especially when it comes to the concept of investing, right? right? That there's a difference between saving and investing they are two different things. But imagine if we can start a child on that path of investing at age five, six or seven, they are aware of that concept and the amount of wealth and and, and self-worth that they can put into themselves, their family, their community by just introducing them. And they understand it. They understand the concept. So how did you decide on a career in finance in the first place? So funny enough, (laughs) uh, my dad got his MBA at NYU and my dad was in banking, was a bank exec for years. And it's like, you know, he'd come home with a suit and tie and the briefcase. And I just, I never thought that would be me. I never, I'm going to do something else, you know, that that looks too stodgy. That looks too too restrictive. And uh, I was actually, I went to University of Maryland 
And I was actually interviewing with the DEA. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and at the same time, working uh, working in retail banking as a college student. And then when I graduated, uh, I had an opportunity to join the trust division. And then I was interviewing for the DEA as well as interviewing for the management training program for commercial lending and banking. Mm-hmm. So one would have kept me in DC. One would have taken me back to Miami. I went the Miami route and the rest <laughs> 20, 20 plus years is history. Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Truly amazing. And then what prompted you to move? It's, it sounds like the books and writing the book uh, for the children kind of helped you realize that there was a whole other market with Finlit Tech. Yeah. yeah. So the, the idea of Finlit Tech came when I published the book. The book is available on Amazon. So, you know, folks like everything, you can buy everything on Amazon nowadays. <laughs> but I sent a copy of the Full Money Bears to 35 of the state's school programs mm-hmm. of the districts to try to get the book into public schools. Mm-hmm. The process to get a book into a public school is yeah. mind-numbing. It's just, it's, it's, it's really, really difficult. But then I happen to see and visit my kids and see their schools and say, hey, hold up. These teachers are using you know, iPads. They're using like they're using digital solutions mm-hmm. to teach their kids. Why not do that? Why not create these solutions ourselves? And so um, that's really how Finland Tech was born. Was a, a a way or means to to digitize or, or create these tools, these, these these books that we are creating and, and put it into some sort of digital format to be able to bring it to more people and get easier access. Nice. Well, and as you know, Kitty Credit focuses on the credit component of financial equity and financial literacy. How does credit play into what you teach and why do you think credit is important for kids to learn from an early age? Why it's important to learn is you, you have to be aware of all the different things your money can do for you. You also have to be aware of the importance of, 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 of earning money. So they, they, they work hand in hand. Mm. The four money bears is sort of the, uh, I call it the on-ramp to children understanding financial literacy and the basic, like the, the blocking, tackling the basic foundations of what money can do. The next step up after that is, we're actually working on, on the second book and oh. we, we have some new characters um, you know, is banking and understanding lending uh, and understanding that leverage isn't a bad thing mm-hmm. if it's used correctly. Mm. And I think that's the issue that a lot of people run into is they're they're giving the tools, but not provided the education. Yeah. Right. So there's no inherently wrong financial solution, but if used improperly it, it can be it can be devastating so i i think i think uh kitty credit really works very nicely in that okay kids understand i i, I get money i've got some stuff to do with, okay i can spend some of it i can put some in a piggy bank i can talk to mom and dad about stocks and stuff and, and, and buy some stuff and i can give all right the next step up is okay credit guess what if you want to buy a car if you want to <laughs> buy a home if you want to do these things you, you have to understand that these uh these financial habits that you start from young, you know, become financial behaviors mm-hmm. and evolve into financial traits. And yeah. so that's why I think it's so important what wow. the Katie Credit is, is doing out there for folks. Wonderful. So do you have a title for your next book? 
<laughs> Silly enough, it's the four money beers go to the bank. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be introducing. It's simple. Yeah, we, you know, we are. And, and, and that's why we're really keen on, on the app that we're developing now mm-hmm. is because we 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 have we've developed the characters. Uh, it, it's, it's Banker Box Turtle, uh, Lender Lion, Omnibus Owl and and Crypto Cat. So Ooh. we're going to be introducing okay. cryptocurrency and digital currency to kids as well. And so we're looking at, you know, a combination of the second book as well as introducing them uh, by the digital platform as well. You know, that's something you said earlier prompt, prompted me to want to ask you the question about crypto and kids, because I've been seeing so much in the news now about uh, some of the crypto things that are not going so well, mm-hmm. some that are going well. So but that's it's going to be a reality of the future and it's going to continue so kids should know about it now my personal thought is it's it's like an evolution of everything right mm-hmm. you know 10 15 20 years ago everyone used cash yeah you gave kids allowance and cash people wanted <laughs> to have bigger wads of cash in their pockets everything was cash and then there was the advent of the credit card and then there's the advent of the debit card and so you know kids are still one of the, the few generations that actually still use money, <laughs> you know, a couple bucks here and these coins, black coins, but you, you, you can't not be aware of mm-hmm. the evolution of how things are. I mean, my wife and I, we hardly ever carry cash because everything is yeah. tied to either a, a, a plastic card or a phone, a right. sort of digital device. And so yeah. we have to, um, you have to educate children and show them like, look, this, there's an evolution of things and, and cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Blockchain is not going anywhere. So <laughs> might, as well, might as well educate them. Nice. So tell me more about the app. Um, is If somebody went to the website right now, would they be able to download something, sign up to get more information? What's They, they wouldn't. So we're, we, it's, it's been a process that we've kept kind of, locked away and tweaking and doing things with um i'll say that we want the app and it's being built on a premise of 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 a game all right Mm -hmm. we find that with the target demographic for the full money bears are children age 5 to 11 10 11 years old right and so if it smells like work (laughs) (laughs) and it smells like learning or you know the exit stage left for them um, so the idea is to make it something that is uh, a fun and entertaining game where they're learning about earning, learning about entrepreneurism, learning mm. about the different functions of money. Uh, and, and, and we would like to introduce it to sort of three markets, you know, um, direct to consumer, for sure, for folks who want to teach schools. We think mm. schools could be a great, great resource uh, for this because we have a lot of teachers that want to teach this, yeah, but don't really necessarily know the best resources. So that's an area. And and then the financial services industry, there mm-hmm. are lots of companies out there, you know, banking, investments, insurance that want to uh, help promote financial literacy in various communities. And so we'd like to be able to, to help in that route too. Nice. And I, I love the fact that it is something virtual because in today's age with all of our kids, you know, most of our kids were in school virtually last year. Mm-hmm. My daughter is doing independent study this year because she did so well with virtual. We said, well, let's just keep it going. Um, but this is a tool I could definitely see being used by a lot of the ed- educational companies that schools are using to continue to deliver high quality education 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we can see a lot of opportunity for it, but we, we want to make sure that it's done right. And yeah. we want to make sure that we're, uh, where it's going towards the communities that really need it. Um, so that's, that's one of the projects we're working on. Uh, our company, FinlaTech, is, is currently in partnership with eMoney, one of the largest financial planning fintech companies out there. And we're helping them develop their financial education and wellness platform. Wonderful. Because all this springs, all the education, all this content really is, is, is on a path to making people better financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, with COVID, all the, 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 the bad stuff that happened to folks and folks not having emergency savings and folks not having, not being in the best financial situation, we're, we're really trying to uh, help develop tools that can help a full spectrum of people and, and meet people where they are, Yeah, you know, uh, and provide them the financial education guides that they need. Wonderful. So if you had $100,000, not 100, 100,000 today, what mm-hmm. would you do with it? All right. So uh, it, 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 it depends. And I hate to throw that <laughs> word out there, but um, I am, a, I'm an advocate of investing. I'm an advocate of if, if you have your, um, if you have your emergency savings set aside, I'm putting my CFP hat up. Sorry. If you have, if you have your emergency savings set aside uh, and, and you've gotten, you know, things, your, your, your house in order, right. Um, then you can utilize DI discretionary income to invest, to grow. Mm. Uh, and then also use a portion of it to help other communities that help others in other communities uh, and, and, and give to, to organizations that way. So I'd probably, I'd probably split it up some way, shape or form. I probably give a third, I'd probably invest a third of it, give a third of it to, to, to family members that, that could utilize it, get them better and, and then give a third of it to, wow. to, um, you know, a nonprofit organization. I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, very involved in the university of Maryland. I'm also very involved in the university of South Florida. I'm on their board for their personal financial planning degree program. Another project we're working on is actually setting up a, uh, a professional, a co-ed professional fraternity for the personal financial planning degree program. Wow. Yeah, so we, we got lots of cool things uh, we're working on here. But to answer your question again, I, I, I do a third, a third, a third, invest, give to family, and give to nonprofit organization. I love it. And how do your children react to your book and and your next book? Were they part of the pro? Did they know about it before you wrote it? Were they part of the process of helping you fine tune it? Um, so, were, were things that you were already teaching them? Yeah, it was. So if my kids were here, they were like, yes, Papa, we know there's only four things to do with money, spend it, save it, invest it, give it away. So here's the funny thing. My, I have three kids, right? They're now 14, 13, and six. Mm. But when I wrote the book five years ago, you can you may be able to see here on the screen. Yep. So they're the, they're the two older ones here, right? So they knew what was going on. They knew yep. Papa Bear was writing the book. And the story of the book is, in our house, I'm Papa Bear, my wife is Mama Bear, the kids are the baby bears. So when I was looking for a different character for the book, I was like, yeah. well, shoot, kids like bears. We call each other bear. So <laughs> made us bears. The little dude, Blake, he was a tyke. He was literally Aww. like a year old oh my when I wrote the book. So the cool moment as a dad was when he had awareness. Because he has a copy of the book. And he has it in his room. And he's, he's like, Papa, is that me? Oh, my like, God. I just got yeah. chills. I was like, yeah, Blake, that's you. He's like, I'm in a book. Like, yes, baby bear, you're in a book. And so that, that, that's, uh, that's the cool story behind the Four Money Bears book. It's actually a story about me and my family and how I taught my kids about money. And, I love it. And, and little dude now knows that he's in a book. 
Oh, that's amazing. And both of your books are available for sale from on your website or just on Amazon. Yeah. So uh, if you go to www.thefullmoneybears.com, uh, you can find information on the book. I, I put a little budget on the website. I put a little bear bucks in books. Oh. And, you know, should, should we give kids real money? I created <laughs> bear bucks. So you can print out bear bucks and give your kids bear bucks. Uh, and um, you can find information there. And then uh, my other book, Motivate Your Money, www.motivateyourmoney.com. Or you can find both of them on Amazon. They're available nice. there for purchase. And then if somebody wanted to find out more about your other services and Finlit Tech. You can go to www.finlittech.com and awesome. see, uh, learn about the mission there and, and the things we're putting together and, and uh, the, the the torch we're carrying uh, to, along with, with Evan, to, to bring more financial education and more financial literacy yeah. to young kids out there. So yeah, we've got tons of resources. Wonderful. Well, Thank you for taking some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I've learned a lot. I'm going to go buy that book for my little nephew right now. What else would you want to tell the audience today, if anything? Start the process early. You know, uh, I was fortunate. I had a dad that was in finance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my personal opinion, all we are on a, are, is a collection of stories. So that's so what we are in life. We, we, we go through life hearing and sharing stories. Yeah. And there are folks that are fortunate to have parents who tell them the stories about managing money and why it's important to do it. And, you know, all these different tips and tricks and hear about 401ks and IRAs and all these conversations that are had. But a vast majority of our children, our kids are not getting these stories and not hearing these stories. So I, I would tell folks, you know, start the process early. Uh, talk to your kids. Don't, don't think they don't understand. They do. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're looking for a cool tool to, to help start the conversation, uh, take a look at the four money beers. We're, 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 we wrote it to try to help. Wonderful. Mac, thank you so much for taking some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Audience, thank you again for listening. Hope you got a little more credit education and financial education to go on with your week. And we will be back again next week. The journey continues. Absolutely. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by Kitty Credit, a mobile app designed to educate children on the credit system by completing chores. Now available in the App Store and on Google Play. For more information, go to kittycredit.com. K-I-D-D-I-E-K-R-E-D-I-T.com. <laughs>